irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to the Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm. Horse Ownership is brought to you by TaylorMade Stallions, featuring great midnight storm his babies are on the ground according to all our sources they look fantastic and they will sell big this year uh they also stand not this time who i think had a good sale uh recently mm-hmm. in the new york bread sale and uh california chrome Mishawish, a great lineup Mishawish had um, yeah Mishawish had a big one, one. Or, not one or two yeah really yeah nice one. uh so congratulations to the people at TaylorMade, especially our good friend Tav- travis white if you have mares if you have stallions if you have Joe Harper, who just walked in, call Travis at 859-885-3345. This is the Horse Ownership Experience. I'm Billy Koch. I am the founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Alongside of me, besides Joe Harper, who is getting his mail, uh, is uh, Michelle Yu. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thanks, Billy. It is Tuesday, August 13th. This uh, but show... But I want a title, too. How about... Uh, we got to think about that. Why don't we have? Well, I mean, why don't we put I, it out I to am, our Twitter followers well, at Own a Horse? I mean, I am, we need a title for Michelle. You remember all the t- when we had the thing about who would be look better? You won by a landslide. <laughs> so let's give them some options, and we'll put it on Twitter. Well, I I do have titles though. I'm the simulcast oh. host at Santa Anita. Okay. And, oh, I thought you want. Oh, you wanted just a title. Like, yeah, of, like uh, your founder, managing okay. partner of Little okay. Red Feather okay. Racing. Okay. Right. All right. Okay, we'll work on that. Let's okay. find. But let's kind of try to combine them because you do so many things. I know. Mother, That's, wife. That Dr. Laura would say that I'm my husband's girlfriend and my kid's mom. There you go. I mean, that's perfect. <laughs> um, it is a uh, a huge week at Del Mar uh, this week. We have many, many stakes races, mm-hmm. including the grade one Pacific Classic. We have the grade one Del Mar Oaks. We have the grade two Win and You're In Del Mar Handicap. The Green Flash. The Green Flash. The Tory Pines. The Tory Pines. The Del Mar Mile. Del Mar Mile on Sunday. Yep. And Friday, the CTT and the TOC. Yes. Stakes. It's going to be a huge weekend at Del Mar. So if you are out there and you want to come by, make sure you do. Tickets are readily available. It's going to be awesome. The weather's fantastic. And this is the first time that Del Mar is embracing the like kind of carnival day where they've got yeah. five graded stakes on one day. And, and if you listen to the beginning of our show, um, we had Craig Dato on to talk about the excitement behind that. Yeah, I think these big days are part of racing now. And I think Del Mar's embracing it and good for them. And I hope we have a huge crowd on hand for Saturday. Saturday's big events. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to just do a quick, well, you know what? We have a great guest. Yes. Dan Agnew, uh, Michelle spoke to this morning. Great job by her, who actually won two stakes races this weekend with the Long Acres Mile with Law Abiding Citizen and the Best Pal with Collusion Illusion. And kudos to Mark Glatt, who trains for him. He put us in touch. So 
big things. We, ha- I mean, it's not always easy to track down owners, like no. especially some of the owners that aren't like out and about the track every and day. And that's what we do. Yes. That's who we are. Mm-hmm. Because no one knows, with all due respect to Dan Agnew, not a lot of people know who he is. Right. But now they will because he's on the. Oh, oh. Todd Steffen uh, says, "Queen of the Universe" should be your title. <laughs> So that's now Michelle's title, right. Queen of the Universe. Uh, so anyway, we'll have him coming up in just a few minutes to talk about. That's a pretty great weekend, right? It's a great weekend. <laughs> I mean, I would take one of either one of those. I would take either. Yeah, for sure. The, the best power would be Delmar. amazing. I know, right? And that was a good field. Yeah. Was a good field. Really good field. I mean, the favorite scratched, uh, Schrodinger. Schrodinger, yeah. And well, what happened? He had a fever, and okay. he still might come back in the futurity for okay. Simon Callahan. Um, but it was still a really good race. They had Wrecking Crew, who was that $875,000 purchase for Peter Miller, who won his maiden impressively. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was the Bob Baffert horse. Um, we're still here. And, yeah, yeah. Right? Bob Baffert with a maiden in there. Incredible. Um, and and uh, four left. had already gone back to Belmont and won a stake for, for Doug O'Neill. So yep. there was a really good field in there. And he, and beat, he, beat him. he, he blew by them all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Arlington Park had a big day, Michelle. What I happened was there. there? You were there. I was there. Give us like a little feel. I mean, we have uh, 10 minutes before Dan Agnew joins us here in the Horse Ownership Experience. Give us the the feel and the vibe of Arlington So Park. Arlington is super fun. If you haven't ever been, I highly recommend going to it. And it's beautiful, first of all. The weather was perfect. Uh, it's got this massive paddock. The grandstand itself is kind of structured after Longchamp. So it's got this really like open European air feel. Um, they have those cool boxes with like the tables in them, right? Yeah, and I they've got that. and it's it, everyone at Arlington is so nice and helpful. You like you know some places and like they want to check all your bags and they're jerks about it. Yeah. Arlington's like, oh, I'm really sorry. Can I please look in your bag? Like sure. everyone's just great. So um, it was you know nice. You get we got there and we were just doing the last two races of the Million and the Secretariat before it for Fox. Um, but we were there all day and just all the people there, the paddock is like really big with like huge trees and like one end is where the horse is styled and they walk around a big circle and, you know, everyone's kind of out and hobnobbing and friendly. And it was just a really great atmosphere. There's like along the rail, there's like people that are dressed up to the 10 for the fashion contest. And right next to him is like guys in like wife beaters and t-shirts smoking <laughs> cigars, like just there for the horses. So, all right, it's do got this. like a picnic in a park there. Do this. Um, rank the top five racetracks that you've been to. So Keeneland is my favorite racetrack. Okay. Um, Santa Anita is my second. Okay. Arlington is my third. That's always been those wow. are my top three okay. um, racetracks in America. Yeah, in, uh, I'm okay. saying in America. And uh, let's put this on Twitter. Let's do a Twitter poll. Okay. Let's do that too, along with your nickname. I will. So two Twitter Hold polls on. for at on a horse. I gotta, I gotta write, write that down. down. Twitter yeah. poll. Twitter poll. What is your favorite? North American racetrack. I think we should do North American because North America because okay. we should have Woodbine. Um, Isn't that North American? Yes, it is. Uh, Saratoga is one of my favorite Saratoga's tracks. Saratoga's four and Del Mar would be five. No. I, I mean, like you didn't write. Star. Oh man. Okay. I mean, Del Mar's. You know what? This year I'm having a great time at Del <laughs> You are. I actually am. What? I think. A what lot do you of think? It, the, the, I think. What do you attribute that to? Because we'll be living this little camper and it's just a bitch, right? I mean. <laughs> It's just a bitch. Um, yes, Michelle will now be doing laundry at my house. Yeah, she right. Realizes but she this to. year we got another camper that's bigger. And so, like, even though we're in it still, like, there's, like, floor space for my kids to play. I can actually cook in it. So we're not, like, barbing every one of our meals. Like, right. that last year right. we were, like, making eggs on, like, a barbecue. piece of plastic that right. was on a, yeah, barbecue. How many times has uh, 
Olivia falling down the stairs of the trailer this year. Last year, that was a big thing. Uh, she's fallen out. So she fell out the first day that we were there. She fell out of the trailer um, <laughs> because it's had these like really steep stairs. I bought new stairs All and right. she hasn't fallen out of those. Great. She has slipped running up them, but that's her own fault. But today yeah. she did fall out of a chair. Okay. That's all right. Only all right, let's, two falls. Dan Agnew is going to join us in about seven minutes. Okay. So let's just go through the Arlington Park recap and we can talk about how, you know, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use a bad word. Fucking, fucking amazing. Awesome. <laughs> fucking bricks and mortar is just, I mean, you know, there's horses at the top of their game and mm -hmm. then there's like bricks and mortar. He is just unbelievable right now. Can I, I know this will sound terrible. I really want him to try dirt too. Really? I, I I don't see why not. What's his pedigree? He's, he's a Giants Causeway, and I I just when you look at him, he doesn't necessarily scream like turf horse. He doesn't scream dirt horse either. But right. like I feel like he could. I just want to see him run on the other surface. Just to maybe see if they he can will do it. because I know they're not gonna. They said already they're not gonna run in the British Cup turf. They think it's too, it's too far. far for him. Yeah, and and he's just. It's funny, and Michelle and all the owners who listen to our show ha kind of can relate to this because when I watched him win the other day, I said I said to myself like. I wish I just knew going into the race that my horse was going to run like that. Like, that's how they must feel, right? right? Like, he always, the last four or five races have been just scintillating mm -hmm. to use it to, to well, point Well, he had a huge layoff before that for injury, right? So, like, he missed all of 2018. Um, and I actually talked to Seth Claremont, his owner, after the Arlington Million, and I talked to Chad beforehand, like... Chad Brown, his trainer. Could this be a blessing in disguise? And Chad was like, you know, maybe, like... We already knew he was good, but, you know, it's great that the owners had patience to bring him back. And, you know, who knows if they had brought him back last year, if he didn't have an injury or, you know, whatever. Sure, sure. But have been the same. Like, we always say, like, a horse's flourish when they get to maybe being, like, five and six years old. Like, this could just been the case where all of a sudden. And let's be honest, you know, maybe a couple of years earlier might have had another stellar turf horse for him to go against. Right sure. now, he's it. So he's it. the timing has just worked out but perfectly it's, for it's, him. There's a, the age old saying, and for all the owners who are listening, and even if you're thinking about becoming an owner, do right by the horse and the horse will do right by you. Mm -hmm. And it's very important in this game because there's money on the line mm -hmm. and it's hard to just pay bills. It's hard to pay yeah. bills and pay bills and lay a horse up and have them come back. It costs money. Mm -hmm. And, but if you are patient and you have the right horse, like, like him, um, it will pay off in spades. So great job by, uh, Claremont. They don't, Clarevich, they don't, you follow, they don't win very, um, very many races though, do they? What's his name? David, um, David on, on Twitter. What's your Twitter like? I don't know. Mine's David Aragona. No. You don't follow him? No. He's time for time from US analyst. Yeah. Um, and he had, I think it was him that tweeted the other day, you know, everyone's concerned about his uh distance limitations. And uh he said he went back in the pedigree, which is kind of what he does, and he said that there's so much distance there that it shouldn't be a problem. Well, well, hopefully we'll see him uh come Santa Anita Breeders well, Cup had somewhere. Say, Jack Sisterson, I was super impressed by his horse Bandua, who had won Very the great. Arlington handicap yeah. there and then had been training really well, which is what I had pointed out for him. That week at Arlington, and <clears throat> his horse ran, I mean, Huge. lights out Absolutely. to run third there. And then um, Secretariat. Secretariat went to Valid Point and E5 I, Racing. E5 Racing. And I, show. And, uh, I asked Castellano who he should, because he had ridden the other Chad Brown horse as well, Fog at War. Right. Fog at War. And he had chosen this horse, and he said, oh, well, it's nice the horse has won too, but I just feel, you know, definitely I, I need to show some respect to E5 Racing. I've ridden two Breeders' Cup winners for them. That's and nice. So not And so, like, not only did he choose that horse, but then him and Shatter standing there in the paddock, and Javier is telling Irad how to ride the other horse. Like, oh, he likes this. He doesn't like this. He gets really? nervous here. Like, you don't hear in, like, that a lot. Yeah, so, like, 
and Chad was like, oh yeah, tell him about that, Javi. And Javi's like telling him like, you know, how to like control the horse because he's a little bit of a head case and wow. to stay with the pony and all this. So it's interesting stuff. He ended up choosing the right horse, obviously, but like I thought it was really like, okay, we're gonna be a team player and I'm gonna give this horse his best possible chance to win. Well, too. and it's interesting because you don't find that a lot. I mean, especially in jockey colonies, these guys are mm -hmm. very, very, very competitive. So and then uh, Chad Brown also won the Beverly D. It was his fifth consecutive time, his sixth time overall, and a back-to-back -back winner in Sister Charlie. And for I mean, Peter Brandt. I'll tell you what, they turned for home, and I'm like, Face is going to run out. Like, she's 20 <laughs> yeah. in front. No. She's not stopping. It wasn't even close. And then all of a sudden, boom, she just hit a wall. She's and a, here this, comes Sister Charlie. This filly is unbelievable. Is she mare now? She's a mare. I think she's five. Yeah, she is unbelievable. Sister Charlie, you'll see her in the Breeders' Cup, I'm sure of it. By the way, yeah. I want to go back to the Arlington Million. Did okay. you notice, did you, if you watch the trips, if you're on a horse as good as Brooks and Mortar, you would generally think, like, I'll just take the Overland route, right? No, he's cut, he's cut he the corner. Cut that corner and was like oh man once you do that on that good of a horse uh, like, no one else has a chance your absolutely. best bet is like making him go wide right absolutely and some guys can get away with it and some guys can't and mm -hmm. there's a lot of luck you know i was talking about bobby frankel earlier off the air with michelle and he used to tell his riders save ground mm -hmm. say i don't care what you do but save ground figure out a way to get out of there and and he would never get mad if the guy got stopped right but it was just bad luck um but he always want he was very he was a sheets guy and he was very important for him to save ground um, also, we had the four-star Dave uh, in oh, Saratoga, which went that. to get Stormy, who wheeled back off, like, what, six days? It was very fast, and it's, it's a filly against the boys, and Uni was the, was the favorite, right, mm -hmm. who was another filly against the For boys, Chad. and she got in a little bit of, a little stuck in traffic, but what a race. I think she set the track record. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. Got Stormy. For our favorite, Gary Barber. Yeah. We talk more about Gary Barber on the show, who has never been on. So this is so funny, actually. Um, last week, the week that Get Stormy won that allowance race, I was at Milton's doing my handicapping seminar for the Boys and Girls Club, and um, Cecil was there, and I asked him, like, give me a horse, and he's like, well, my horse in the last today at Saratoga can't lose. And it just happened to be got stormy Amazing. or get stormy, get, get stormy. Um, and then, of course, you know, a week later she wins this. So I thought that was pretty. Well, we have a lot. We have more to come because I'm looking at Michelle's notes. But uh, uh, Ronan, if you can, grab Dan Agnew, give him a call, and we'll get him on the show and talk about his two victors, uh, Long Acres Mile, law-abiding citizen, best pal, collusion, illusion. illusion. Is that uh, like a Trump name? Collusion, illusion? Yeah. I don't know. Who's he by? What's his pedigree? Oh, I don't know. Oh, know? Twirling Candy. Twirling, twirling candy. candy. Well, we'll find out. That's why we it have this show. It costs 300 grand, and he's by Twirling Candy. I, I, nothing wrong with Twirling Candy, I'll tell no. you that. Um, all right, well, keep going until we hear Dan. Um, so also here we had the Ranch of Bernardo, which went to Danuska's My Girl, Jerry Hollendorfer. The first win of the meet. First win of the meet in a stakes race there. I didn't call has been forwarded oh. to an automated oh, voice message. Whoa, voicemail. What's going on? Ronan. Ronan, you're killing us. I mean, we always have. Oh, Joe's back and he's he bringing the treats. Chicken. What did you bring us? Uh, cookies. Oh, cookies. Thanks. Joe, like first of half of the meat. Success. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's been great. It's been good. Yeah, very good. We're happy. Yeah. I'm totally we eating a cookie. Michelle's <laughs> eating a cookie. Joe is here. Yeah, they're from a friend of mine. Are you? On the big island. Are you excited yeah. about Saturday? <clears throat> I am. Yeah, that should be terrific. I mean, you look at the the amount of of uh, stakes race that we got and. All that, you know, over two million bucks worth of it's amazing. goodies out there for the Her horse. Call has been forwarded to an say, automated voice message. I think the most important part, just from a PR standpoint, is, and I'm knocking on wood as I say it, but there have been no tragedies during the races, yeah, which I think is you know, great. Yeah, and, I, you know, unfortunately, 
we had the one accident that you know took two horses out and and with two breakdowns but uh yeah the afternoons have been good and i think uh the things we have in place now all those protocols and kind of it's a, working it is working i yeah. think uh well and the best thing is i think the horsemen are starting to come around and realize that you know that this is in their best interest and so uh, i'm i'm happy i'm, I'm well, great. Right well, we appreciate all you do, and thank you for a great meet so far. We're looking forward to the second half, and especially Saturday. Yeah, should be fun. All right. Yeah. Joe Harper, who just delivered uh, Michelle a cookie. Thank you. And uh, has left the building, and we are having trouble with the phone number for Dan Agnew. We do not have a backup number, so we are – I'm just going to keep talking. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about Greenlight Go, who also won at the spa. And Saratoga a, Special, he won. Saratoga Special. We have Gazilla who was a maiden winner. And, Did you see that, right? Like, it was awesome. And one of my favorites, Impressa, who was a $850,000 purchase by Costa Hronis, I'm sorry, Hronis Racing, I got to give Brother Pete some credit, and West Point Thoroughbreds for John Sadler. This is a filly by the Big Beast, who was so impressive down in Ocala, as I said, sold for eight fifty. dollars but she's a half-sister to I Am the Danger. Who was a little red Oh, is horse. she? Yeah. Really? Yes, she is. Oh, I and like so, I Am the Danger. Yeah, everybody likes I Am the Danger. And uh, so um, we are still trying to get Dan Agnew. We are having some technical difficulties. We have... Um, we have the right number. He's, he's not, just, he's he's not, not answering. answering. Okay. Well, you know what? We've had worse things happen on the show before, and we're going to figure it out. Uh, I saw some interesting works, Michelle. Uh, a horse named Omaha Beach... Mm -hmm. uh, he was he super six impressive. Furlongs. He worked six furlongs, and he's preparing for the shared belief stakes here at Del Mar in a couple of weeks. 25th of August. For Richard Mandela uh, and for our good friend uh, Rick Fox Porter. So yeah. what have you thought about him? I thought he looked good. I mean, I think he's probably going to be face a field that he should win. So, so I think it's a think confidence. So do you think he wins or no? I think he will win. Okay. You don't think he will? I think he gets beat first. Time. Really? Mm -hmm. Who do you think beats him? I have no idea. I don't know who's going to race. <laughs> well, how can you know who's going to beat him if you don't even know who's running? I'm, that, I'm just giving you. A I don't prediction. think it'll be a big field. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the races, um, the big races at Del Mar coming up this week. Okay. Because it's we could start. You want to start T C O T T S E? I don't. Okay. That's kind of small. Who's in there? Uh, Mirth. Oh, well, then you will have yes. Let's talk about the Lost race. in Translation, Pants on Fire. It's oh, be a good that race. that race? Mile and three ace. Yeah, it's going to be a good race. So Poor Mirth. I mean, she runs her heart out every single time, and she just runs into one horse that's just better. I mean, mm -hmm. meal ticket went by her like she was tied to a post last time. Uh, um, the other Richie Belt, Lamuna, got her, mm -hmm. and then Phil D'Amato had that uh, Tina's Exchange, I think her name is, or Tiny Tina. So it's your... It's, what, it's not her fault. What can you do then to help her? I think that well, I think the distance is actually gonna help her. I think it's a I think it's a different theory. Um mm -hmm. a lot of people think, well, she can't go that far, and that's why she keeps getting run down. Farther you go, the slower Farther you go. Farther you go, the slower you go. And I think Martin Garcia, who rides her, really knows her now. And I think he's gotta be patient mm -hmm. and not just make the lead at the you know around the far turn. He's got to wait and try to time it right because she's been running, mm -hmm. but she's just sometimes well, like lost in translation will go the front right. Yes, and there's another horse I think that has a little bit of speed, so she'll be sitting second or third, and she's just got to wait, mm -hmm. got to wait and try to reel him in late and not make that big move around the turn and just kind of set it up for those deep closers because um, you do pants on fire will be running late. Right. Um, that's a it'll be a really good race. It's on Friday afternoon here at Del Mar. And then of course, Saturday, you got the Del Mar Oaks, which is going to be, I think is going to be the race of the meet. 
Hey, Dan yeah. is uh, texting me back, but I don't know what he's texting me back yet. I just oh. see like the oh, little Oh, we got bodies. three bars, yeah. Yeah, so. Let me go through the field of the Del Mar Oaks. You got Cambier Park for Chad Brown oh, and OXO. In? Yep. Mucho Unusual, who just won the, uh, what was that called? San Clemente for George Kerkorian. Mm -hmm. Apache Princess, Lady Prancelot, Maxim Rate, Hard Legacy, shipping in for Norm Cassie. Dog Tag, another Chad Brown. You got Wildlife for Victoria Oliver, Out of Balance, David Hoffman's, and our good friends, the Ammermans, uh, Keeper of the Stars, we're not sure about Sold It, or Colonial Creed. And then we have Strike at Dawn, Hidden Message, who I think could be one of the favorites. Uh, uh, Hello? For... Oh, hey! Dan. We got him, Dan! Yeah, hi. Dan, hi. Wel welcome to the Horse Ownership Experience. You're on with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Hey, thanks very much. Good to be here. No. Great, great to have you. Um, we're sorry you had such a lousy weekend. <laughs> um, we were well, just it's been a long time since I've had a weekend like that. So. That's amazing. I mean, Long Acres Mile with Law Abiding Citizen and the Best Pal with Collusion and Illusion. Tell us a little bit about. I mean, obviously, you. Yeah. Well, before we get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you got into horse racing ownership. You know, I've been uh, I've been in the horse business for years. Uh, my grandfather was an owner. My father was an owner. Uh, I've raced a lot of horses in Southern California. You know, I owned a horse called Desert Wine. Oh wow! Probably one of the better. Uh, you know, back in the early early to mid '80s, and uh, you know, been an owner and a breeder for for many many years, and and kind of stepped away for a number of years, and just kind of getting back into it now, and uh, obviously you know a couple of nice horses we got right now and i'm you know really thrilled to be back in it what 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 took what was the hiatus i mean we we missed you and now you just come back and you're crushing everybody what's uh you just took a little time away i mean it's okay owners can come back we're okay with you yeah i you know i just i came back but i uh, just came back in a much smaller way i you know i had a farm in kentucky which i sold and and just got again, just got away from the business for a while, and then uh, you know found some guys that wanted to kind of get back in it together, and we just kind of pooled our uh, resources and and uh, got back in three four years ago, and and my tra my old trainer was a guy named Jerry Fanning, and you know mm -hmm. Jerry retired, and and uh, at that time I thought I'd switch over, try and find a new trainer, and I found Mark Glatt, and uh, it's been a great uh, great opportunity to be uh, to be with him and have him train these horses for us. You know what's interesting, Dan, is obviously I run a partnership group, and when we first started, everybody kind of poo-pooed the partnerships, right? Uh, this is, you know, you need to own your own horses. And now that you're saying this, and if you look at the sales and you look at some of, you look at the Triple Crown the last couple of years, it's been guys just getting together. And you said that. Is it is it a different experience? What would be the 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 pluses and minuses of of doing these kind of, you know, they're not official partnerships, but they are. I think for me, you know, uh, before I'd kind of always owned horses on my own, uh, you know, maybe had, you know, with one partner, uh, now I'm, you know, owning horses with, uh, you know, there's three or four of us guys that kind of go in together and it, you know, it helps spread the risk. It helps. You know, I think you spend more money to buy, uh, one horse and you can also, you know, buy more horses, uh, because you can pool the capital from four people as opposed to just having to take on that risk and that capital cost yourself. And I've always maintained, and, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, but 
if you own 25% of this horse rather than, you know, 100%, other, it really doesn't matter. It's the same experience. Yes, financially it's different, but the experience is the same. Absolutely. I mean, it's still, uh, you know, it's still all about the sizzle in a lot of ways. You know, I still get, I mean, I get as excited, you know, owning a third or a quarter of a horse as I do if I owned them myself. So, it, and then, you know, the partners I've got are great guys and, you know, we all kind of think alike and nobody's looking for an edge and, you know, we're all in it together and, you know, we've had some successes and obviously we've had some, you know, failures, but, you know, weekends like this make you want to come back more often. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about Mark Glatt, your trainer. You know, you said you had used Jerry Fanning. Who turned you on to Mark and what to you are some of the pluses of having him for your conditioner you know uh you know i'm from the pacific northwest and, and raced yeah. horses at long acres for many years and uh you know, i got to know you know mark's dad and who he was and even though i'd never met mark uh he was stabled at santa anita right next to, <laughs> to uh jerry fanning mm-hmm. so when jerry you know when when jerry said he was going to retire you know i'd met mark and uh just one of those things that you know i met him and liked him and he had some good success and he's also you know got a number of owners from the northwest and and uh so far you know he's uh communicates well uh he's pretty upfront and honest he's willing to let horses you know, he's willing to be patient mm-hmm. and and look for look for spots and he's just done a great job for me and i, I really appreciate i think what he's done for me and for our partners Let's talk about this weekend, and um, we'll start with the best pal, Collusion Illusion. Yeah. First of all, where does name come from? <laughs> well, you know, we kind of take turns naming these horses. Okay. And uh, anyway, one of my partners, it was kind of his turn to to name uh, a horse, and, and I, you know, he had a obviously he had he had another name. I can't remember what it was now that had the word collusion in it, but it wasn't available. So his second choice was Collusion Illusion. And I think that probably might tell you a little bit about his politics. <laughs> well, that, that was our uh, question beforehand. Yeah, was this like a Trump thing? Or... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, it just kind of, you know, I've had a number of people just kind of, they hear the name and they just kind of snicker. And, uh, you know, I think some really like it. And there's some that are go like, you know, why in the heck did you find, where'd you find a name like that? You know, so. Did you come for the best pal and did you go to Long Acres or were you able to hit up both? Yeah. You know, I did not, uh, I did not make it down to best pal. I did go to Long Acres. Okay. Um, you know, my, uh, my dad had won the Long Acres mile you know, back in the seventies and I'd shipped some horses up. I think I shipped up three or four horses to run the mile, you know, in the earlier years and never had any success, but it's, if you're from the Pacific Northwest, it's just always a race that, I mean, I've, I've wanted to win that race ever since I was a kid, you know, or since I went going to races because it was just kind of the big race here locally. And uh, it was my first win. And like I say, it's it's a partnered horse, but it feels like it's my own. It's just like I won the race and I'm so happy to have done it. Can you tell us what the feeling was like? Because that was one of the best stretch duels I've seen at Long Acres. Yeah. That was so thrilling. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like you had the, the heavy favorite or anything. So tell us, what were you doing coming down the stretch? You know, I was yelling so loud. The people around me, obviously, you know, were looking at me like I was crazy. And <laughs> I, I, you know, I still get excited. 
Uh, even when I watch races at home on uh, TVG or something like that, you know, my wife will just say, what are you doing? You know, I'm in, <laughs> I'm in yelling at the TV watching one of my horses. And, and so, yeah, it was uh, very exciting and thrilling. And uh, I kind of was they'd, uh, giving us some box seats right on the finish. So I really felt I knew he'd kind of got the head bob. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we got got up and kind of went down the winter circle and it was uh you know nice nice to be there that's awesome what let me let me jump in here let's go back to collusion illusion a little bit i imagine the yeah. next race is probably the delmar futurity but you're two for two you're undefeated obviously you win the best pal when do you start that hmm do we have a kentucky derby type horse on our hands and <laughs> how do you stop from thinking about that well you know it's always in the back of your mind and and, uh, you know, it's obviously too early to, to think about that. You know, I, I think back with, you know, I just go back with my experience with desert wine. You end up, he was second in the Derby and second in the Preakness, but, you know, we started thinking about that, you know, the fall of his two-year-old year, he'd won, uh, won the Hollywood juvenile and he was, uh, ran second in the sunny slope. And back then this was before the breeder, you know, that was just a couple of years before the breeders cup series started. So. Um, you know, we were thinking about it and then you just kind of, you just got to, you know, I think you can, if you feel like you've got a horse of the potential quality, then it just kind of becomes, you know, making sure you get, get the right breaks and just stay lucky and just hope the horse stays healthy. And, and that's kind of what we're doing now. We'll just look for spots. I, I, I know that, uh, I watched the horse that Baffert ran oh, eight a week or ago, a two-year-old. Eight, yeah, yeah. Eight I mean, he was unbelievable. Yeah, he looked. Yeah, he looked. Uh, he looked like a superstar, and uh, so I think you know now we're looking at either the Delmar Futurity or waiting for the uh, you know, maybe wait for the American Pharaoh at Santa Anita. Yeah, I don't, a little bit. I, no, I don't listen. Uh, we have horses running in a couple of graded stakes this weekend, and I haven't slept, and we haven't even drawn yet. So I don't know. Like if I was <laughs> actually had a horse that won the best, I probably I wouldn't sleep for. Till, till he ran next so i'd be in big trouble yeah, yeah i just let me kind of leave that up leave that up to mark you know mark's managing these horses he's with them every day and i just never been a owner that you know tried to tell my trainer when and where to run my horse because i know he's going to run him where he thinks he fits best and knows how he's fit knows how he's training so it's you know it's, it's not going to be in marks to make and we'll just go along with what he says well, that's important. You know, on our show, we, we, we like to give advice to those who don't uh, haven't been in the game before. So and we say, like, you know what? There are different kinds of owners. How involved are you? How not involved are you? Sounds like you are very hands off and let the trainer do what they need to do. Is that true? That's very true. I mean, that's that's worked for me my entire life. That's something that, you know, my kind of heard from my dad. You know, I mean, just just leave it, uh, you know, just got to me like an owner of a NBA franchise or an NFL franchise, you know, you have a GM and a coach and you just sit back and let them, you know, make the decisions, which are, which in this business are best for the horse. And, and, uh, cause he, you know, he's just as anxious to win the right races. And, and he knows that, you know, we're thinking long-term, we're not thinking about, you know, three weeks from now. So, uh, Mark will make that call and we'll just uh, be happy with what he does. Dan Agnew joining us uh, on the horse ownership experience. Michelle? Dan, how many horses do you have in training? You said you just recently got back into it a couple years ago. Yeah, I've got uh, 
I think the three of us have, uh, you know, seven or eight horses together. And, you know, we're just being more active now in the last few years at the yearling sales and two-year-old sales. So, uh, you know, we were talking this week and everybody's excited about, uh, you know, Keeneland September coming up. Mm-hmm. And we'll obviously be looking there and, and uh, what, so what does, gotta, what's your philosophy when you go to the sales? Are you looking for a Kentucky Derby winner or are you just looking for something that you like in, in a budget range? What and you, hope he becomes And hope, yeah, right. Or, you know, <laughs> some people are looking for turf mares that are going to be broodmare for them. You know, what, what's your thoughts when you go into the sales? I think, you know, I mean, I've spent a lot of time in the breeding game. I mean, right now I'm just more focused. I like the racing. Um, the breeding games, you know, it's kind of a long-term play, and mm-hmm. and uh, you got to get lucky. And I think we're probably looking for. Uh, I think this year we bought uh, four or five colts and one filly. Mm-hmm. If you get a nice filly, that's obviously you know great to have. And uh, but I think I'm you know we're looking for for race horses. I think that's... physical, physical. I think that's but it's working so far. Uh, and then you you can still have some claiming horses, right? Because law-abiding citizens been a a claiming type. Yeah, until he won the Langer. Yeah, I don't think we, you know, we've had some horses, you know, we've, had, we've obviously had some claimers. Back when we first got back in, we just started trying to claim horses for, you know, 50 to, you know, $50,000 claimers, you know, and just to kind of get our feet back in. And obviously that works for a while, but uh, now we're at a point where we're just, you know, taking more time, making, thinking more long-term you know, buying yearlings and then two-year-olds and training and, uh, you know, try and find our success that way. Dan, first of all, we appreciate your time today. One last question before we let you go. What, uh, give our listeners some advice who are just starting to get into the game as far as, uh, anything, what's the most important thing that they should know before they buy a racehorse? Well, I think, you know, just make sure you understand, you know, it's a risky business. Uh, I think you've got to be prepared to, you know, be able to say if you lose your investment and something happens to the horse, uh, you've got just got to be able to have the stomach and the pocketbook to to uh, have that. And the last thing I just say, you know, listen to your veterinarians, listen to your trainers, uh, listen to those that live with the horse day in and day out. Because to me, absentee owners, you know, it's really very difficult for us who aren't there every day to sit there and tell uh, trainers when to race and what level to race at and how often to race. And we're all anxious to get our horses started and are all anxious to have our horses running, but it's a game where you just have to have patience and uh, just kind of have a wait and see and hope for the best. Well, you're doing, we, we welcome you back to the game. You've done it with authority. Long acres mile winner with law abiding citizen, best Paul winner, Illusion, collusion, illusion. We hope to see him maybe in the Del Mar futurity. And we wish you all the best. And make sure you stop by the Veranda Cafe when you come back down to Del Mar and say hello. Maybe Michelle we'll and I will even, we'll even have a beer for you. That'll be great. <laughs> all right. Enjoy Talk. talking to you. Okay. Thanks. Thank you so much, Dan. Dan Ag, right. here on the course. Ownership Bye-bye. experience. Bye. Bye. Um, good man. Super. Obviously, very, uh, very uh, smart. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, obviously, all his theories are just completely different from mine because I just <laughs> want to tell the trainers what they'll do. <laughs> I want to tell him he's a well-behaved yeah. owner. Like he must Mark be. Glatt trained this they owner must well. love him. I the know. trainers, I mean, it is so funny when you show up at the barn sometimes and they're like, oh, God, he's here again. You know, it's so funny, actually. Um, so I was doing my daybreak at Del Mar and this lady's there and um, my racehorse sponsors yeah. daybreak. So Joe from my racehorse yeah. is there talking nice to guy. people. And the lady is like, um, well, how much do you buy if you buy a share? And I'm like, oh, it's like, I don't know, one hundredth of a percent, right? It's right, a micro share. Very little. And she goes, well, how many shares do you have to buy to go to the barn and be able to tell them like what you think? Oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, Joe, yeah. <laughs> Joe, she Come must talk have to her. Been, right? Yeah. And so he was like, um, what's the question? So she told him. And he was like, well, you can definitely send an email about, you know, your thoughts. I can't say they'll be put into play, but like you can <laughs> definitely send an email. No, it is funny because, you know, um, I've always maintained our partners are getting smarter and smarter. Right. It's almost like I think I've taught them too much <laughs> because they'll make comments. And I'll be like, where'd you come up with that? That's not a bad idea. Right? You know, it's but very funny. Good. No, so, it's great. I think a lot of, you know, the problem with horse racing a lot of times is we get seriously blinkered, blinkered look and you only do what you've been doing and you yeah. don't like to change. So having a fresh face or a fresh outlook or a fresh suggestion if you have the nerve to take it, you know, even if it doesn't work, well, you can yeah, try. and and it's 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 interesting because I was talking to Phil D'Amato and Dan Blacker and Neil Drysdale this morning. We were mm -hmm. watching horses on the training track, and we were talking about some of the jockeys who maybe have had not great Delmars, mm -hmm. and I, we were talking about the mental aspect of this game. And I was saying that I think a lot of them lose confidence, especially down here where it gets tougher and, right. you know, and they go into little slumps and, and both Dan and Phil said they do the same thing. Like if all of a sudden they're not winning, they're like, what do I need to do differently? Like, what, what did I miss? Mm -hmm. Why aren't I winning? And sometimes it's the highs and lows of this game. Sometimes you just don't win. It's, it's no different from any sporting uh, event, mm -hmm. a, a baseball player who just all of a sudden, you know, goes into a slump and goes one for 17, right? right? It's, it's the same thing. A lot of it is not necessarily physical. A lot of it is just mental. And some you just have to get your way through it. And I think like Phil had did a he great start, job. Yeah. Phil started really, really mm -hmm. slow. Now he's building momentum. He's had a lot of really good wins. Last week, I think he won three. He mm -hmm. won Overdue, Andesh, and uh, Cabin John, who was for us, Andesh and Cabin John, and, and Z-Drop should have won. I didn't see that race. I didn't see it. Yeah, Pratt won five on the day, and we were number six, and he decided to go through the rail and got shut off. <laughs> Freaking Pratt. All right. What else we got? We got a lot of things coming up. We talked a little bit about the Oaks. I didn't really get through my list. Um, okay, okay, so Pacific Classic possible field. Okay, yeah, let's so the go. draw is today. The draw is today. I think it's gonna be on TVG if I'm not mistaken. It should. There's a by the way, for those of you who haven't been to Delmar, and because Michelle and I have this great view, there is a giant <laughs> Like, life size. No, it's poster. not life size. It is bigger. Oh, it's way bigger than Britney. Like basically there's these guys hanging this poster and Britney's head is bigger than the guys hanging the poster, their whole body. Like it's it's like a hundred feet tall. Uh, yeah, it's huge. Actually, it's let's see one, two. Is, are you going up there too? No, it's, I think it's her and Simon Bray. It's got it's fifty feet tall because it's five stories almost. Yeah, it's it's massive. We're gonna tweet it out. Michelle took a picture. I did take. Uh, <laughs> Brittany might be mad. I just told her she goes. I thought it was only gonna be up Saturday. No, it's up, Britt. <laughs> and we're tweeting this. We're gonna tweet this at Britt. Let's tweet it from our show, and uh, and and you guys can comment on it. That's at Own a Horse. You can always email me, Billy, at LittleRedFeather.com, at the Michelle U. Here's the so Pacific, Pacific Classic. Classic. Classic? Pacific Classic lineup. We have Seeking the Soul, Quip, War Story, Phone Ringing. Should I just answer it? No, do not answer Joe Harper's phone. Why? It's just going to ring on the show. Joe Harper's office. Just kidding. I didn't answer it. Uh, Seeking the Soul, Quip, War Story, Pavel, 
tenfold higher power campaign. That looks like the field. We think there could be more. There's a, I think, um, shoot, can't remember the name. All right, there could be more, but that's what we think they're drawing today. Uh, what else do we have? Okay, so um, da, 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 da. we talked about Fridays at CCT and the oh, TOC. Oh, Chase Rice. Chase Rice. Who is Chase Rice? He's, Everyone's asking he's a me. Country like, star. Like, give me one song. You wouldn't know it. You don't listen to country give music. Give me one song. Though. If I sing it, I'll butcher it. But I'll play you one. How's no, that? I want you to sing it. Is that legal? Can we play that on there? Well, it's supposed to be like ASCAP, um, but like we're not really well, doing that, right? No, but I want what's like. Okay, this is the best song he plays. He sings. Oh, here we go. I love it. It's such a good song. Are you? So you're going. Yeah. Are you, will you be in like country getup? I wear a little dress and my cowboy boots so I can dance. And, and Ryan with. will be standing at the bar uh, by himself. Yeah. Ryan stands next to me while I dance. This is a little Chase Rice preview for you. Friday night at Del Mar. Does he sound I, good? I believe I will not. Really? I'll take your tickets for you. I don't. Is he in like a Titleist hat? Mm -hmm. You know what? All right. I'm going. Uh, here's the thing. So you don't want to bring a racehorse eyes on you? I am just going to go now just to see Michelle rock out. <laughs> I will be there if I can. Oh, no, there's a party that night. I mean, a British Cup party that night. There is? Yeah. I wasn't invited. Obviously. I only worked for Breeders' Cup for nine years. I don't get invited to the party. So. Yeah, it's okay. Um, okay, so it's also Chase Rice. It's happy hour here at Del Mar, so half off all the Del Mar specialty cocktails. Uh, uh, I got that changed. What would you get it to? I complained. Which is okay. <laughs> it should so, be half off everything? Yeah, or? I'm like, they're like, it's happy hour. And so like the first couple of weeks, it was half off whatever we ordered, mm -hmm. right? I mean, not beer. I don't think we got half off beer. But like, cocktails. Cocktails. Mm -hmm. So then they were like, we're really sorry. It's only the specialty drinks. And like, we don't like some of the specialty drinks. We like what we drink. And the next week they came and went, you know what? We're going to go half off. I'm like, yes. Anyway, not that we're drinking up in the brand. I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. I drink in the Rana this week. We have the, what is this? I can't read that. Uh, okay, so this is the Sip and Style, and it's Maker's Mark this week, because every week they I love Maker's booze, Mark, so, yeah. Uh, if you pay for the Sip and Style, you get, like, your admission, your seat. Where is All this? the tastings. Wow. Uh, I okay. don't know where it is, but. All right. Um, and so then, then we have Saturday Pacific is like, Classic. Obviously. Let's slow down. Sure. Pacific Classic. Why don't we get picks? Because we don't have PPs yet. So you know these horses. No, I know. All right, know I'm gonna PPs. go. I'm gonna go seeking the soul. Okay, you really? Yeah. Seeking the soul. Yeah, I'm going seeking the soul. I like it. Okay. I like it. Uh, Oaks. I'm going Raymundo's Secret if we get in. Is this the Oaksfield right yeah. here? We're 15 right now. They only run 14. I ooh, you know what? I'm a huge Maxim Rate fan, but Come on, bro. I, okay, I have. Come on, bro. You wanna know who I'm gonna? Come bet? on, bro. I'm gonna bet a mutual unusual. Okay. I have bet Mutual Unusual every single time she's run. Okay. Dog tag. What about for, uh, Delmar LNG Handicap? Boxing. Favorite? Well, probably a little guy named Marky's Water, one of your favorites. As long Marquee. as you just as long as you just close your eyes for the first uh mile and two eighths of the <laughs> mile and three eighths race, you you will have a good experience because he will be flying at the end. Um, uh but that that's actually a good field? field. You got uh Ritzy AP, you have um United. Okay. You have, I don't know who else. I just know those two. There's oh, some others. Those are very good. Okay, I have it. Hold on. You I want us to, to pick through. and you don't even know all the horses and you're Hold like, you're the horses. I have to go through my emails. 
Hold on. Okay. Can you talk while I yeah. do this? Uh, okay. So in addition to that, it's family week, both Saturday and Sunday. It's daybreak at Del Mar, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday is the Pacific Classic Betting Challenge. So come to that. Oh, that'd be great. And, and it's only 750 bucks. Is it live money? or is Yeah, it it's 500 wager? live money. Oh, okay. And there's all these great prizes. You have Bandu is not. Oh, it's in the post. Okay. Uh, United. Did he just run? Yeah. On the dirt. Acclimate. Right. Okay. Acclimate. Blended Citizen is who I was thinking of. I think is going in the classic. Okay. For the tops, going in the classic. Rissy AP, uh, Oscar Dominguez for Baltus. We might run Red. My boy King. Red King. You might, for Red King. I think King. this horse is coming. Arizona Moon. Okay. So that's your probable field. All right. So Marquis Water. Like Marquis. Yeah. The Green Flash. Green flash, very fast. Sprint, yeah. Fast horses on the grass. If Randall the bartender's in there, I know he didn't run great last time. But I'm a big fan of his. Okay, I don't have the. You know who's yeah. back on the workshop here? Stormy Liberal. Oh, really? He hasn't he hasn't run since Dubai. Well, maybe he runs. Uh, the Tory Pines. You know who's in there? Tory Pines is going to be a small field. Yes, and I don't know who's in there. Okay, but it will be. Oh, Joe Harper's office. I dare you. <laughs> you dare me? Yeah. No, I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. And then Sunday is the Del Mar Mile. Del Mar Mile is going to be great. Okay, tell me who's in it. Bolo. Bolo. Bowie's hero. Mm -hmm. What a view. Mm -hmm. Don't know who else. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of doing picks, for, it's going to be like prop bets. So it's either yeah. horses can Billy can remember or, or horses yeah. Billy can't remember. Billy and then you has trouble, re trouble remembering things that happened yesterday. So it's um, um, not very good. So then it's also the Surf and Turf Barbecue Competition. Oh, Oh, and, that'd be good. Yeah. Do you know what I've been eating lately here? I've been eating the Cardiff Crack right downstairs in the Whittingham Bar. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. I get it from Seaside Market, and we make it at home. It's yeah. amazing. You we like it, it on Hawaiian you rolls. You can get it right here. Yeah. It's just, they make it, and they yeah. cut it up. I got no bread, and I pour the barbecue sauce in. Todd likes to mix it the with the coleslaw. Sauce. No, the potato salad is the shit. That's what you want to eat, the oh, potato salad. Right. I eat the potato Todd, salad. Todd, we have to try potato salad this week. It's amazing. It's not like mayonnaise-based. Okay. It's uh, vinegar-based. It's Very so good. good. Much healthier. Yeah. Um, and then taste of the turf club also. And your thing on Sunday morning. Yeah, I said I said daybreak Saturday. Sunday. I didn't hear that. That's when you were looking at oh daybreak at Delmar. Yeah, Michelle hosts daybreak at Delmar. I host, and that's that's it. That's all there is. Oh, um, oh, what about after opens Care on Corner? Thursday. What about aftercare corner? I'm just yes. There's a magazine. I do have an aftercare corner. Let's go. Muchos besos. Oh, I saw that. Retired. Yeah, and they took all kinds of pictures with him, and it he's was just cool. Just a handsome bugger. Yeah, I'm sad he's not. I asked Ryan. I he's called 10. Ryan. Yeah, he's, I'm like Ryan. Can I have muchos? Absolutely not. <laughs> Before I can even get it out. Nope. Absolutely nope. not. You don't need that horse. I'm like muchos besos. I'm like, but I really want him. Like I'm. I was this close to like running over to Javier Sierra's barn and being like, That's can great. I please have him? And That's Ryan great. was like, no. That is very is no. cool. Muchos Besos retired, and he'll have a good good life. Uh, Golden Gate opens. Golden Gate opens Thursday, goes to the 29th of September. Catalina Cruiser um, yeah. has been working, and he is either going Pat O'Brien or Forgo, so he's staying short, so he's not running Pacific Yeah, Classic. he's trying to get in the, the Breeders' Cup mile. mile. Right. And then Santa Anita opens the 27th of September and runs through Breeders' Cup, and that was just their dates are approved, so just thought we'd throw that out there. That's great. Uh, we really appreciate everybody who listens to the show. You can download these shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or uh, at latalkradio.com. Thank you to Dan Agnew uh, on his monumental achievements, winning two very good stake races over the weekend, uh, and Thanks trainer Mark Blatt, who hooked us up. Thank you to newly appointed Queen of the Universe, Michelle Yu, 
She is now queen of the universe. If anybody out there would like to make queen of the universe, Michelle, you t-shirts, uh, we could do <laughs> I that. I make my own t-shirts all the time. We could do that. And uh, we will see you next week with a huge recap of this giant weekend at Del Mar where the turf meets the surf. Do you want to sing that real quick? Where the surf meets the turf in Del Mar. No, sing the beginning part. I don't know. Stop I looking at your phone. To- I'm tweeting the Britney thing. Oh, where the turf meets the surf. Down at old Del Mar, take a plane, take, take a, a train, train take, take a, a car. car. There's a smile on every face and a winner, winner in a trace. Where the turf meets the surf at Del Mar. Thanks, guys. Bye. See you next week. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm.